0: With Glenn Powell? Yeah, though. the Trailer looks not so promising. But.
1: You know what? I didn't laugh, but my crowd loved it. I was like, this is like a fucking focus group.
0: Seeing like the audience reactions every time the Aquaman trailer finishes.
1: When uh, Mantis starts speaking, they just wrote this once <laughs> and just didn't, went, didn't go back for edits. I'm going to destroy, destroy Aquaman everything and everything he loves. He loves. <laughs> everything he I'm going to take here. his the kingdom and burn it to ash. But no, with
0: here it's Mantis. He's stronger than before.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. That, Damn. He was pretty strong in the first one. He's stronger? <laughs> now he's stronger? I'm lucky to actually be here today. Got into a car accident this morning. Oh, shit. Yeah. How's the car? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing <laughs> barely a scratch. The other guys got fucked up. Really?
1: Oh, so it was your fault? No,
0: wasn't my fault. Oh it was actually cuz i saw him it was a guy i was behind him and he pulled into a turning lane and like so slowly like i saw him like 5 cars ahead i'm like what the hell is this guy doing now it's my turn to pass him in a turning lane and he decides it's a good line, time to ah, i don't want to go this way and goes back into my into my lane i'm like Pff, all right i fucking hate when that happens so those the holidays i felt bad i'm like I'm, i my was fine so i'm like it's all good man oh shit yeah a little, tiny scratch but right i'll buff that out
1: <laughs> it always uh i hate the way we have the mic situated because yeah. i have to sit low and i so, like it yeah yeah no <laughs> well i was short torso
0: there are these stools at this bar i go to and like half of oh them... my god that's
1: where they got the name from bar stools wow oh well, yeah oh no, continue um,
0: but half of them are like a foot shorter and if you get a short stool your night's ruined oh
1: god yeah that's the worst you have to sit on it with hunch hunchback what was I going to say about uh? Oh, I, I was wondering if your accident was the accident that was on the news recently, a block away from my house.
0: No, but that shit was Long Island's finest. Fucking crazy! <laughs> the dude's nose got bit off. Well, oh my god! Yeah, there's a picture of it. I'll see if I can find it. But I, I heard like they're all family. Like they were just cousins. It was like a domestic dispute.
1: Yeah, they they got out of traffic court.
0: I mean, I get it. Like, traffic court is like the worst place to ever be. So once you get out, you're looking looking for a fight no matter who it is.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> like, look at his mugshot.
1: <laughs> but I also heard that they were from England. Ireland. Ireland? Yeah. Okay, now that makes more sense.
0: <laughs> so, they're just Bats. There's like 17 baseball bats people just kept pulling
1: <laughs> out bats yeah 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 they had like sticks and bats yeah it was it was fucking absurd i wish i saw it what are a bunch of people from ireland doing in long island hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of nerds 2 by i'm bo oliver joined here today with aaron the nerds who monkey and we are back to talk about House of the Dragon. We got a new trailer, so we figured up. We figured we, uh, y- you have something. What? Oh, you look like you had, uh, like breaking news. Winds of Winter? I
0: can make up some news.
1: <laughs> we should have done that at least once, right? Like, oh, we just got a new report. Winds of Winter. It would be debunked very quickly. People would just. That's annoying.
0: Maybe, like, in like three months, like, inside sources, like, I got it from the inn, and just hope that it drops, like, relatively soon. And people will be like, yo. And then we can just do something even more ridiculous and people will believe us.
1: Well, I I remember a few weeks ago, it was reported that he hasn't written one page in the last year. I hate that, man.
0: I love him, but like, it's Christmas.
1: I've already said so many things about it that I can't like try to be the I've made peace with it type of person because I've been complaining for years. But I have sort of reached that point where I'm just like, writing's hard.
0: You know, it's very difficult.
1: And he wrote too good of a story.
0: (laughs) Half a story. Half a story, yeah. Three quarters of a story. Three quarters, yeah. No, but we thought
1: we'd fire out the mics and talk about this new trailer, teaser trailer for House of the Dragon Season 2, which is dropping next summer. Uh, It's a good trailer, so it's going to be fun to talk about it. And we also took some questions, so we have some just general questions, some House of the Dragon-related questions. And I think we're also just going to talk about the GTA trailer, uh, the reaction to that, and uh also uh w- no it wasn't GTA there was another game that was leaked oh the wolverine game <laughs> uh-huh. oh no somebody leaked the GTA trailer that's what got leaked
0: then you yeah, get like life in Wolver- prison
1: the GTA guy or the wolverine guy the
0: GTA guy i
1: it was harsh the penalty yeah uh yeah no uh, follow us on social media's on x formerly known as twitter and instagram facebook threads threads is
0: gaining some i was wondering here. about that cuz i haven't threaded in a minute but I always get notifications like, I just got like seven followers today for no reason.
1: Oh, on threads? Yeah, why are people following me? Yeah, people are, they're joining the, the movement. Should I thread
0: right now? What should I say?
1: Say, um. Should I, like I have
0: to be clean on threads?
1: Oh, I've seen some brutal threads. I don't think so. Okay. A, a Zuckerberg ran platform? <laughs> you would have to literally just threaten Zuckerberg's life to get banned from that. Should I, should
0: I do it? <laughs> hey, nerd. keep Keep one eye open. Merry oh Christmas. Ah oh, man, good times.
1: Dude, my Facebook, when I when I go on it every like 7 months and I just see the shit that people are posting.
0: No, it's the only like I deleted my Facebook a while ago. I never even used it before that. Um but my friends are still on it. So they'll, they'll keep me updated on like all the people from high school like what they're up to.
1: It's <laughs> a wild place. I'm like, yo, you guys need to leave the country. Breathe some air that's not American. <laughs> yeah. The conspiracies and the outrages and, uh, I remember at last, no, it was election year. I went on and I saw some girl we went to high school with was, uh, talking about how Biden was a clone mm-hmm. and that, uh, the last Biden they had to kill because he was a pedophile and they figured, you know, he couldn't control himself. That's why he doesn't sniff people anymore. <laughs> Can we prove it's not true? That's the thing with yeah. these days, you know, you it's proof is in the pudding and we've got no spoons. Hmm. Alright, let's move on to this trailer, House of the Dragon Season 2. Yeah, it's I not bad, right? Like that, put it yeah. on a t-shirt, put it on a little banner, I'll run for president. House of the Dragon Season 2. Oh boy, it's going to be a good season, because it's going to be a violent season. Not getting into any spoilers, but the writers of Episode 1 teased a big event that many of the book readers are anticipating. So I think that's going to be exciting. And I think the, you know, the overall look of the, you know, the sets, the settings, the dragons, the costuming, uh, the battle sequences really got me going. Because, of course, you're going to have all the the dialogue about war between kin and war with dragons. Yes, yes, we all know what they want, the Iron Throne. But those battles, those medieval battle sequences, I'm so ready for it. And, of course, you know, with the dragons. I love that one shot of Vagar just going over the army. And they kept that shot. It wasn't like a quick glimpse. It was like, look at this big mama.
0: Nah, man. I love, I think we talk about it a lot, but just having a show that you really like, just having it every Sunday for like two months, it's no better feeling. We got that a little bit with like Gen V and the boys and stuff like that. But then that's just a hole since like Succession left. Like, even with the Prime and Netflix shit, it's like, you kind of just watch it on your own terms. But I, m- I miss that Sunday, Sunday 9pm feeling. It really is a special thing. And looking at the reaction and, like, the views on the trailer and stuff like that, it seems like a lot of people are anticipating it. I How many views did it have? had over, like, 7 million, which is, okay. I think is pretty decent. Oh, no, this show was huge. So a big hit and obviously knowing what's coming uh, i just gets you even more excited i think they said they're going to run four seasons that's the plan so you kind of have an idea of you know from where we left off until the end of the season where we're gonna be but yeah i think it was such a especially the cliffhanger at the end just everything that happened with Ranira and her family and obviously on the green side of things but just to see the reactions, and because like f- from the little we've got in the trailer especially from Renira like she just looks like fucking like mama bear is about to fucking go off yeah and i think that's a scary thought especially when you know the power they have with the dragons and especially when a lot of people talk about team black team green up until this point it's been pretty like and it's framed in the show when you see a lot of people on like twitter and stuff talk about like yeah the blacks are framed more in a positive light but i think since what happened at the end of last season and where we're at starting this season you know things are gonna get a little muddy here
1: yeah i was watching it and thinking god uh, i'd be so sick of these people if i was a peasant and they hinted at that uh a few times in game of thrones or they showed the perspective from the from the small folk about they just don't give a shit about who's on the iron throne they just care about where they're getting their next meal from right and as you just see these royals and aristocrats fighting and uh i was like man this (laughs) this is just so pointless
0: it's yeah and like their meal was a ball of brown like that's what they look forward to. That's what they cared about.
1: Yeah. No. If you gave those, if you gave them like a mint peppermint patty, it would probably kill them. <laughs> Their taste buds would just be like
0: one piece of five gum would just fucking ruin. Oh everybody. yeah.
1: No. I mean, one piece of five gum even for us, our yeah. taste buds haven't adapted. That's a futuristic gum. Um. In Doctor Stone, when uh the whole world gets destroyed and they have to start from scratch, uh he makes them like a pasta out of um. It wasn't wheat. It was like another uh, plant that you can make pasta from. And he was like, oh, this is disgusting. And all the people who had been just eating ants and shit were like, this is the best thing we've ever fucking tasted. So yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of almost wish I could wake up with 800, year 800, like ninth century taste buds. <laughs> and then just go out to a great restaurant and be like, holy fuck. You're eating like a dog. You yeah. know, like when you give a dog table food, they're like, the- oh.' Got them BC taste buds. Yeah, yo, no, not even BC. That'd be too much. Roman taste buds. now nah, the Romans were probably eating good.
0: Yeah, I wonder how. Like, there's definitely a baseline. I feel like Boston Market is pretty medieval fare. It's like a regular old rotisserie chicken. They weren't fucking with the eleven herbs and spices yet. But I think, you know, there's some baseline there.
1: Yeah, when uh, I remember in in Belgium, we had a like a real hearty meals, mashed potatoes and meat and uh, a, a soup. Mm. (laughs) and my brother-in-law is like this is a meal for somebody who worked 12 hours on a farm (laughs) why why are we eating this it was incredible
0: i want to go to medieval times i went once i feel like now i can appreciate it they still that
1: that place is still up it's gotta be i feel like if teddy went he would go through a door that transported him back to uh medieval times all of a sudden the history books change from henry to teddy
0: (laughs) i wish i was taller because if like you put me in like medieval times like i could probably be king like anyone that's like 6'6". Six, six.
1: Oh, yeah, no, if you're huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like back Even, in those days. Back then, 5'10", yeah. was like, whoa, buddy, slow down.
0: Oh, no, I would be like, I would go from like point guard to power forward. Right,
1: right. But. No, if you put like uh, the Hound back yeah. in the, that's why the Hound was so fucking <laughs> yeah. scary.
0: All he had to be as big. Six foot five. Things were simpler back then. Oh, shit,
1: he's huge. I rewatched uh, Oliver Stone's Alexander and he was in it. The Hound? Yeah. Mm he was he was a general i forget his name rory mccann no the the general's name grievous he was <laughs> yo if you put general grievous with alexander i think they they'd take india without a doubt um but yeah no the trailer so four seasons sounds about right um and people have been asking you know where's this season going to leave off and i imagine that they've uh Had a lot of conversations about that. What's a good place that feels natural. I think the ending of season one was perfect. That cliffhanger. Um, More excited to see
0: what they add. Because even four seasons where we're at now, I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch.
1: You know what? I think for dramatic purposes, they should change some things. I think there are some characters that the audience is really taken to that those roles should be expanded.
0: Well, especially with that story. I mean, there is a lot there, but there really, it leaves a lot to be, um...
1: It's not as cinematic as the others because it never was supposed to be that. No, It wasn't yeah, sure. a story, you know.
0: There's a lot to put in between the lines yeah. where you can expand upon it. Whereas A Song of Ice and Fire is overly detailed <laughs> to make into a television show. Um, well, not, you know what I mean? Like there's just a lot there where you're leaving shit out and you're going to make uh, book fans or people who know the story upset about certain changes here. I think there's more liberty to do so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, with A Song of Ice and Fire, it was praised, obviously, for its uh, realism, Ned Stark being the main character and them being killed off. But I think there's way more realism in, uh, you know, like when you read history, this guy was supposed to be a great king and then he died in a battle. And that was the end of his dynasty and civil wars ripped his kingdoms apart. That's kind of how these stories are written because they're supposed to be, you know, just a, a history, a testimony. So it's not written for the purpose of adaptations and being cinematic and sustaining a series of books or shows or movies. So I think there is an opportunity to make it a bit more cinematic and as i said expand on some of the roles of some of these characters that it's not that their endings are unceremonious but they're just real so like i said you could just kind of you know instead of just being exiled blaze of gore uh blaze of glory type of changes uh not getting specific just giving an example there you know instead Mm of napoleon got exiled twice he got killed in a great battle he was just about to take back france and he died. Honestly, the Napoleon getting exiled twice is a bit (laughs) (laughs) funnier.
0: It is very funny. (laughs) It's like let's run this back. Napoleon's like I always known him like Napoleon complex as being like a short short man. Where it should have just been like, Oh, you're just a fucking loser.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, essentially. Just getting cucked. (laughs)
0: The man had nothing going for like he was I guess he was pretty good at war. That old maneuver he did on the lake, but Oh yeah. He got washed quick. The game passed him by. He, yeah.
1: he did. He stretched himself too thin, you know? Classic yeah. move.
0: Getting exiled twice is fucking great.
1: The first exile, I mean, I understand, you know, you want to do things because you're Napoleon, you're, you're restless, but that was a good life. The second exile wasn't so bad either. It looked like he had more stuff the first time around. Yeah. He like, like the second time, they were bring like- to more trinkets. Right. Yeah. like, no Xbox this yeah. time, no internet, you're cut off. Okay, here's, here's some books.
0: Aw, Basic cable. No movie package.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we have no uh, Sapochnik this season. Sapochnik.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely going to be. I don't know. I think they were able, especially going back to Game of Thrones, but even within House of the Dragons, there obviously have been. Many different directors who were able to tackle and create great episodes. So, you you know, you would like to have him in, like, your back pocket if you're going to do some grand battle sequence because he's been known and has proven he's been excellent at that in the past. But I wonder how much of a role he had in the actual show running, though, or if it was mostly just Condal's and he was just on because of his name and, you know, just definitely helping out with some of the structural things. But, um... I wonder if his work was mostly in directing with his episodes that he did, and or if he had more influence in the season as a whole.
1: Yeah, I, I can't even remember what were some of the reports about why he was leaving. Obviously, it just could be he's moved on to bigger and better things, or he's working on projects that are a bit more uh, personal to him. It's something that we definitely talked on uh, one of these podcasts when he did uh, announce that he wasn't coming back for season two, but... Yeah, Condal seems like a guy, when you hear him talk, that he's, he really understands what makes this universe go. I and mean, he knows how to bring these stories to life in a way that is going to improve some of the aspects that aren't as fit for live-action adaptations. Because we saw that in season one. They made changes that really upset some people. But for people like me, having read it, it just feels like a totally different world at this point. When Rainies, uh freed her dragon Melees, and just absolutely decimated all of those people everyone was like you know why would that didn't happen why would she do that and she just mass murdered uh, it looked cool <laughs> it was scary <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm i have trust in condo and i think the story season one those first six episodes are just so close to perfect and then they stumbled with the time jump but a very strong finish i think for most people and the acting didn't diminish whatsoever Or the acting was just as good as those first six episodes when they had the time jump uh, with Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia Cook. That's the one thing Team Green really has going for it. People just love Alison Hightower and they love Olivia Cook.
0: Not a cook, man.
1: (laughs) But I also think you know the it's going to become more epic. There are going to be more battles. This is where the story, to me, really does shine, and it's not just because I'm an airhead who loves action stuff, but I think the politicking becomes a bit more interesting now, because there are some big, deadly, brutal, moving parts that they have to navigate, and uh, we've seen the development of all these relationships. I, I did actually laugh a little when Otto Hightower was like, mistakes were made after the death of King Viserys. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Yeah, and that episode one, just getting the reactions to Luke's death is going to be just, uh, it's all going to be must-watch TV, but that's going to be, you know, one of those great Game of Thrones cliffhangers, like going into season six. How are people going to react to Jon's death? I still remember it so well, watching Davos come down those stairs in a panic. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, they killed my boy. So I'm ready. 2024, summer 24.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I hope it's like a June. I feel like that was very Game of Thrones, right? June into July?
1: Yeah, April. I thought. April? That's when they used to start, right?
0: I think April 29th was the finale. The final season starts. April 28th?
1: First season came out in spring and then George dropped the book in the summer. Mm. Dance of Dragons. And then he never dropped another book.
0: Well, no, he has.
1: Oh, right. That's true. Yeah, he dropped the book that had this story in it. (laughs) Only half of it. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. If, If only he never had that scene come to him with the direwolves we could have all avoided this all right let's move on to uh the gta trailer so gta 6 we got the first trailer the first look at what is going to be uh, talk about something that's been long anticipated um gta 5 came out in 2013 so i think they're planning to release it in 2025 it's going to be a 12 year gap still looks like shorter than the gap between
0: dance of dragons and winds of winter 2025 is about to be a year for the ages GTA what six, else? uh the snack wrap's coming back full time. In twenty twenty five? Yeah, I didn't like they released it and they said yeah, it's coming back twenty twenty five. I don't know why they just want to do it now. Fuck McDonald's. Come on, you know you're going back for that snack wrap.
1: I'll um, I'll never have a McDonald's burger again in my life. No, I think there were other the the movies the blockbusters planned for next year are pretty pitiful. Uh it's really just uh Dune carrying it. But some of the superhero movies, uh, I think this is going to be the the death of the superhero craze. Obviously, we'll still get superhero movies. But God, that Madame Web trailer. It might be the worst movie of all time. And that poster <laughs> is literally just like Dakota Johnson smiling like she's being held hostage. Yeah. And it's just Sidney Sweeney and others. <laughs> and its uh, I forget what the tagline is. It's like, they're all connected in her web. Yeah.
0: What I hit the the worst part about that trailer is when she throws like the rock at her. It's like, oh, didn't see that coming. (laughs) I die inside every time I see it. I mean, the
1: producers of a movie like that, the writers, the executives, they have to be looking at it and thinking, we missed this boat. And this is kind of embarrassing now. Yeah. It's just gone too, too far. And I'm trying to, what's the last, well, I guess in the beginning of the year, Multiverse of Madness, that's 2022. Or was that this year?
0: That was last year.
1: That was last year, right? So the superhero movies that Marvel released last year did well, but this year they've really tanked. You I mean, what
0: Aquaman opened to in its Thursday previews.
1: Wait, that's out now. Aquaman. Yeah, what did it open to? Um, I saw two point seven. It
0: was it was laughable, especially thinking about the 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 first one made a billion dollars. Yeah, billion with a B. Earned four point five million in Thursday pre- previews. By comparison, Aquaman 1 made $9 billion.
1: So do you think but there's a still, chance James Gunn gets fired? This isn't Gunn, though. I know, but just knowing Warner Brothers, they're going to want to blame somebody?
0: Well, they're broke. Or just
1: fired in the sense of, we're out of the superhero game. The, all these ambitious ideas that James Gunn and um, the other guy that's doing doing it with him.
0: No, I think they're going to double down and be like, well, let's just bring Batman and Superman. Like, that's what we got. Let's just do those. So James Gunn now is saying
1: Arkham, the Arkham show that Matt Reeves is working on is inside of his DC universe. So does that make Pattinson...
0: No. Pattinson's still separate. Maybe we'll just never see Pattinson's Batman with them, but...
1: It's so funny. I'm so sick of the shared universes, but the idea of having a Batman-Superman in the same universe still gets me going. That would be so cool. Because it just hasn't been done properly. Also, why does Lex Luthor refer to Amy Adams as Lolita in Batman v. Superman? (laughs) Zack Snyder, as much as I like him off the field, yeah. when he's <laughs> writing and directing, I'm like, man, that motherfucker just throws shit out there. In between the white lines. Yeah, in between. <laughs> when he talks about movies,
0: he just seems like such a pleasant guy. Like it's a like really the opposite, good guy. It's like, like Tyreek Hill in between those lines. Right. Fantastic.
1: No, he's, he is the opposite of Tyreek Hill. Off the yeah. field, though. Less People's, than reputable.
0: I'm not saying this because the Jets are a dumpster fire, but then I hate the Dolphins, but a lot of people forget about Tyreek Hill.
1: Dude, I was, uh, was going to message you when you posted two weeks ago. After your, Who did you guys blow out? Uh, we beat the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you Jets fans are just incredible. So you post the story yeah. with the caption, Super Bowl or bust?
0: Yeah, because <laughs> at that point we could have beat the Dolphins, and then Aaron Rodgers would have came back, and everything would have been fine. One, one big problem, though, is we got fucking smoked by the Dolphins.
1: Right. I'm just so – that's the thing. I want – I would love for you guys – seriously, I mean this earnestly. I would love for you guys to have a Super Bowl winning team because mm-hmm. I really – the animosity between Jets and Giants fans, it's always been my animosity towards you and Nash personally, yeah. less about the Jets. But it was the same thing when they got Tebow. Just nonstop coverage for a team that's not even going to make the playoffs. It, it's And Rodgers is just the worst. <laughs> god the whole i'm coming back it's the fastest co- well you know i haven't been cleared
0: <laughs> no if we were if we were like oh he we, we probably would have came back but there's no point in doing it now
1: oh, well l- let's stop talking about the jets we're talking about gta
0: we're gonna talk tommy devito
1: i, I haven't watched the giants game <laughs> since like week four so <laughs> i just see the memes i think his agents uh amazing like that guy
0: yeah i'm kind of jealous i wish we had tommy devito that would be fun. So, did you watch the GTA 6 trailer? I did. I did. I you got to play GTA 5, man.
1: I mean, it's been 12 fucking years. Well, I can it fuck you can play on Netflix now, right? You can? I think so. Wow. I don't know how oh, that yeah, works. Oh, yeah. They're getting into gaming, right? Yeah. yeah. They've got like a cloud system. I don't know how that works. Can I use my PlayStation controller or do I have to play on a remote? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You have to play on the fucking Roku
0: remote. Unless my, I, I log into Netflix on my PlayStation. Oh, that may be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what they deprived Napoleon of on his second exile. Like no more GTA on Netflix for you, Frenchman. Oui, the oui. GTA
0: Five gets uh... a <laughs> that's the only French word I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's how, how does a French person get pissed? What do they say when they're angry? Uh, s- boo. <laughs>
1: i thought it wasn't it like Ray blue or some shit like yeah, that yeah right, yeah
0: it did it was funny when like <laughs> seeing the people like piss their pants over a female uh lead i guess in gta and it's like oh i'm not, pl- I'm not i don't want to play with a girl and I've, i just realized like like i played out a bit in my head where you don't want to play with women but not because you're sexist because you just remember me beating the shit out of you with girl for all those years
1: <laughs> oh you're bringing this back to me yeah how, yeah how
0: the hell did i get thrown in this because like i beat i beat you playing with a woman <laughs> so many times that right. you, you promise not to play you just hate women <laughs> you video can't games create now. fake
1: scenarios about nah, yeah. you dominating this is like when uh a few we- a few months back you turned to me and nash and you're like trying to reminisce uh, trying to remember what you said that made somebody laugh in a movie theater about them pausing the, the video game You can't pause Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, that was. Then we went to go see Django, and
1: you're like, you're trying to think. You're like, uh, God, it was so funny. Uh, Nash, uh, Ruben, what did I say? (laughs) Yeah, we're like, like you're giving us no specifics. It's just that one time I made somebody laugh. What did I say, guys? It was so funny. You remember? (laughs) I just looked at Nash. Nash was just like, he does that head nod that he does. Um, I kind of miss Nash reacting to you and Teddy and just sociopath. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's
1: just his go-to for everybody they're just a sociopath
0: or a schizo i love how people like like just don't realize that women actually are the game now <laughs> like especially with all the streamers and everything well especially like the just,
1: history of those games they've never well, had a female lead character ever
0: no nah, it's just funny just seeing everyone shit their pants it's like well yeah they're probably like well we've been playing with like dude characters our whole lives like we just oh one, right right one
1: and I think that those people are in the in the minority when it comes to this. I think the reactions were mostly positive. I think some people were a bit let down because it seems like a trailer of- you And know, I the hate game.
0: the fucking people who think they're on their high horse or moral superiority when they're like, huh, I don't play GTA, I'm- <laughs> I don't support a game that you can shoot cops on. Oh,
1: my God. That was Andrew Tate, right? Trying to spread that was shit. Was it? I yeah. thought it was
0: Elon Musk. I saw oh, yeah, a lot no, of that same thing. Around. Yeah, yeah. No, God. It's it's. But it's typical... like, first of all, if I remember correctly, like, you can choose not to shoot the cops. <laughs> it's like you're playing the game, right? You can shoot civilians and anybody who's walking down the street, but like, you hit the trigger. So, like, if you don't want to shoot cops, you can stop at all the red lights if you want. That's a great part of the game.
1: It's typical Western self-righteousness and grandstanding. I don't play GTA because I don't support. Dude, you're under investigation for human trafficking.
0: (laughs) No, but it also. You are real life GTA, motherfucker. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) That was like a thing in my house too growing up when we were younger of a GTA. Like that was like, that was still the narrative around those games. Oh, yeah, yeah, So you should go around shooting cops. It's like, you don't, don't, I mean, you can, you can shoot. Yeah, you could shoot anything in that game. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but has anybody played the GTA? Like, the GTA games are literally about institutional corruption. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a bad guy in those <laughs> games.
0: And it's a video game. Yeah, it's also a video it's game. It's the same sure. thing with, like, all these violent videos. I think it's the same in the same vein. Like, all these violent video games are turning our kids' violence.
1: Yeah, no, on one hand we're a generation of violent barbarians because of video games, but on the other hand, we're not masculine enough and there aren't any real men anymore. (laughs) It's like, millennials are crazed psycho killers because of video games, but they're also all soy boys, and they're pussies.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy, like, I'm molded, like, I'm already, like, a person. Like, I'm old enough where, like, like every other millennial, just, like, (sighs) dead inside. But, like, Already, like, realizing, like, all this, like, out of growing up, out of the, right before the internet age actually started, kids nowadays, like, I don't know what's what's get what they're like consuming and how it's going to affect them because like you said everything you see on the internet is tiered to basically suspectable like young people and they're just telling you how you have to be what you should do how you should feel like this is the way to do it and there's so many conflicting things i feel like if i was like a kid now my head would fucking explode
1: well that's why our great chinese liberators have provided us tiktok ah so they can break through and give us the truth all right well Going back to the trailer, like I said, some people were a bit overwhelmed. Coming into it, a big concern was, or even the the writers were saying this, we don't know how to satirize the world anymore because the world's gotten so ridiculous, what we were just talking about. So the fact that they decided to just set it in Florida, yeah, perfect. That's the one place where you can still get some funny satire. And
0: you know you're going to hear shit like that like on the radio when you're going. It's oh, like, yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for them to parody that shit. Like, oh no, they're gonna
1: all the conspiracies that yeah. have been spread since the first game came out. You know, like QAnon, <laughs> JFK Jr. coming back from the dead, maybe type shit. Oh, yeah,
0: no, for like Pizza-gate. the. Uh, <laughs> it's like if you're not working t- eighteen hours a day, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I work ten. I have ten days in one. You fucking poor bitch. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, you know what's my favorite video? That bodybuilder where he's talking about how he has three days in one. Yeah. He's a first day, six a.m. T- to noon.
0: Then I take a quick nap, wake up again, boom, that's two days yeah, right that's there. Two days. Make myself a little lunch, take another nap. That's day three.
1: <laughs> I've got twenty-one days a week. <laughs>
0: so yeah, times that by a month.
1: See you later, bud. Yeah, see you later, bud. Motherfuckers get to die within like two years. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he didn't put that into perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like, well, wait a minute. I'm 150 years old. No, so I think that the setting is absolutely perfect. And uh, the rumors of the map, it looks like it's double the original GTA five map or maybe even bigger than that. And there are also rumors that you're going to be able to fly into Latin America. And I like the idea of doing a Bonnie and Clyde, uh, a couple, because uh, that was one of the big criticisms of GTA five was that, the story was so huge and epic and ambitious, but the characters were a bit two-dimensional. Uh, the best character was Trevor, and he was just basically modeled after how we played GTA as children, just <laughs> totally destructive and reckless and chaotic. Well, that's one I played was a Russian guy. Nico. Yeah. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Cousin. I like GTA 4. I think the aesthetic of it just when when you think GTA 4, it's so washed out and depressing. I tried
0: to play San Andreas recently when I was a kid. Like those were the best graphics I ever <laughs> seen in my life. And I was playing it again. I'm like, yo, this sucks.
1: Vice City still holds up because of how colorful and vibrant it is, mm-hmm. and I think the story is pretty good. San Andreas is rough. You kind of just play that for a few hours, uh, you know, feel the nostalgia, and then never touch it again (laughs) because i remember i bought the gta collection and that's exactly the experience i had playing san andreas but vice city was it still holds up it's still so iconic and uh gta 4 i also really love
0: oh yeah florida's such a great setting like when the twenty four released the civil war map and it's like the republic of california texas eastern alliance and it's just the florida alliance like i know who i'm betting on (laughs) yeah and it was funny because like there was other states or do I still call it was still called the Florida Lions, like you know, who's running the big show. Oh yeah, no, there. of
1: course, yeah, no, uh, home base in Miami.
0: It's like not even the Eastern Allies, like it wasn't the New York Lions. It's like no, we, <laughs> they, we don't really have that pull no more.
1: Yeah, New York was part of the loyalist states, something or like somewhere. that. Yeah,
0: God, that movie looks so stupid. What happened, to Alex Garland? I think it could be cool, pretty fun. Maybe not fun is not the right word, but like entertaining. No,
1: it should be. Hopefully it's going for fun because I-, I can't imagine it as anything of value to say politically. That looks like total, you know, if you want to do American Civil War. It just doesn't make sense. Like, that map is so, so, so ridiculous. Well, I think it's got to be, because you can't just do north-south again. But see, this is where it pisses me off, because everything that we have to deal with when it comes to fascism or when it comes to political, it's always got to be so detached from reality.
0: Maybe it's not that unrealistic, because, you know, you have all the... Isn't that like a thing? All the Californians are leaving California and going to Texas. So maybe they just did it to such a scale where... Texas is Californian, too.
1: I just can't with Hollywood and their their political blockbusters anymore, because people love this shit when it's on the big screen, but when it's happening in real life, then it becomes whoa, you know?
0: I'm just happy they're trusting Alex Garland with like a big, pretty big, bigger budgeted production, especially for A24. I mean, obviously it's nothing with some of the bigger studios, but I think they're... trusting him with a lot of resources which i think is a good thing let my man cook
1: i mean after men obviously i you know i think he should get another shot but coming off of devs coming off of men i like devs yeah coming off of devs coming (laughs) off of men (laughs) i'm not the most excited for this obviously i'll give it a chance but also a24, you know them trending in the direction of wanting to work with apple and make bigger budgeted movies that just bothers me too because they've just been such a beacon of of independent voices well you would hope for independent would, cinema yeah but i think the hope is you would trans- it never happens Nolan came out and said, oh, it's good that blockbusters do well because they fund indie movies. No, mm. they don't. They fund the fucking pockets of the executives buying yachts. Mm. That, that has not been proven whatsoever. The trend for indie cinema has been declining. We talk about declining viewership for, for movies, declining box office. Indie cinema is it's far worse, obviously, because people are seeing less movies. Mm. So that's where it just, A24 has become such a, a brand name. Double down on that. Does everything have to be about making even more money? Like,
0: even if you're A24, you have to make blockbusters? I don't think you have to necessarily make blockbusters, but it's good to. I think it's could be a good thing to team up with someone with more financial resources to further uh, fund a lot of these projects. If that's. If that's- We're
1: never going to get Lamb 2. You don't want to see what happened to Naomi Rapace's character? And her little lamb, I can't even tell you how that movie ended. Did you ever see Lamb? No. She had a, she thought the baby, she thought the lamb was her baby.
0: Mary. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: Mary did have a little lamb. Alright guys, before we get to the second half of this video, we're going to take a quick break to shout out our sponsor for today's episode, and that would be Factor. Factor. Too busy with the holidays to cook your meals? Factor has you covered. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal service, including breakfast, lunch, and dinner. With Chef Prepared Dietitian-approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to do's. Choose from 35 plus chef crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, and more wholesome options. With Factor, you don't have to worry about overindulging during the holidays and how you're going to recover from all of that food by eating something more healthy. With Factor, their calorie conscious meals don't skimp on flavor, so you can have something that's healthy while 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 also being delicious and dietitian approved, with or around less than 550 calories per serving. You can also try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. But Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of 55 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, and ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This December you can use Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head on over to factormeals.com slash nerdsoup50 and use code nerd soup 50 to get 50% off. That's code nerd soup 50 at factormeals.com slash nerdsoup50 to get 50% off. All right, you know what? Let's move on to fan questions. GTA 6, I- I'll be there. Aaron, you gonna be
0: there? Give it a shot. That's for the fan to decide. Yay!
1: People, you call up to the show, you better be ready. That's what you're supposed to do. You're sitting there arguing and you're trying to spell your name and all of this other stuff. It's not just show, it's my show. I'm giving you the, the opportunity to speak your mind. Don't call up here unless you got something to say. All right, let's take some questions. We've got some Game of Thrones. We've got some Oppenheimer. We've got some House of the Dragon. Oh, shit, I play
0: you in fantasy playoffs this week.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, look at that, dude. I was so disappointed that I lost.
0: Yeah. Ruined my perfect record.
1: So fucked up. I I guess we should have told our followers who we did the fantasy league with that I'm actually a football genius.
0: Well, I'm projected to be... No, you're projected to beat me. Fuck. Oh no, because I don't have a kicker in. <laughs> that old trick.
1: <laughs> oh, the old kickeroo. No, I'm definitely. You're yeah, definitely projected gonna... to win. Yeah. yeah. Who's your quarterback?
0: Uh, Jared Goff.
1: Oh man, Jared Goff's been lighting it up lately. That'd be a fun uh, team to win a Super Bowl, man. I'm rooting for uh. I always root for the Ravens because I really want Lamar to get one, but the Lions would be really fun be fun for the city of detroit especially dealing with the pistons
0: yeah i think i'm rooting for i have a future on the eagles which is not gonna hit i want a team this year like who's due just so next year it's not like so i feel like if the bills or like the niners don't win this year
1: the niners not winning would just be because then it's like they're gonna win next year yeah like oh it's
0: josh allen's turn or like i would have thought the same thing with like cincinnati like oh it's joe burrow's turn like he needs to win one eventually and that just makes more of a for us to go through
1: yeah that's i want lamar to get it because it would just he that's a guy that just needs one with that style Except of play he
0: might get the mvp again if so, certain things happen if they beat the niners
1: dude um brock purdy i think he's a good quarterback giving him the mvp would be an absolute joke if the nfl did that no
0: sure it should be mccaffrey and then fucking trent williams who's that their tackle he's a tackle on the 49ers Yeah, the best player on their team. Oh,
1: yeah, Lamar is kind of going off this year. All right, first question from Brando. Brandon, sad is death, and attack on Titan. Ooh, Hanji's death was pretty sad. I think just because of the- It was
0: also, like, awesome.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, in terms of just pure sadness. Sasha there, was pretty sad. That actually may be number one. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was kind of devastating. Yeah, Hanji was such a fucking G, and she went out like a fucking G.
1: Oh, uh, this question here from Reed of the best pitchers this year. Which one should the Muppets remake? His answer is Oppenheimer. He wants...
0: <laughs> like Garrett Cole? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where that was going.
1: Gonzo is Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think I've seen those fan arts. And uh, Florence Pugh remains human. No, Miss Piggy. Right, you think that would be just a... Uh, that would make or so would much be- sense. Oh, Kermit as Oppenheimer. Yeah, Miss, and Piggy, Miss Piggy as... Is Florence-
0: or Emily Blunt. It is weird. It sucks uh, that Miss Piggy does yeah. feel
1: like a side piece.
0: Does she? It also sucks that Miss Piggy is the most prominent uh, like, w- woman Muppet. So like every other, if you do that, you're going to have to, whoever the lead actress, oh, you're Miss Piggy now.
1: Deep in the bench for another female Muppet. I can't name another <laughs> female also Muppet. But like,
0: it's also like Miss Piggy. Like, it's just a mean thing <laughs> for someone yeah. to be cast as. Right. No, sure it is. I would be mortified if I was cast as Miss Piggy. Yeah. But I th-
1: I think in a way, she's such an icon. Yeah, you want the piggy but- I feel like at this point, Miss Piggy means something more than just pig woman. Miss
0: Piggy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miss Piggy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you called- A couple drinks? A woman Miss Piggy, I think they wouldn't be happy. No,
1: no, no, no. Uh, of course. You need the context of we're recasting, well, yeah, we're recasting this Muppet movie, Muppets. Angelina yeah. Jolie. You, you, know. you're,
0: you're, you have to be Miss Piggy. You ask her if she would want
1: to be in a- They can't name him. That's Bird? the one. It's Sesame Street. Wow. Oh. I think Big Bird might be a woman. Or might be female. Hmm.
0: Aren't the Muppets in Sesame Street kind of like, in, don't they team up?
1: Yeah, no, I think they were created by the same guy. Yeah, I think yeah. they're all
0: in the, all one in the same.
1: No, they're not in the same universe. Oh. They, they cross over. Yeah. Sesame Street, you have uh, Grover, mm. Big Bird. Um, Bert and Ernie. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, Bert and Ernie. And the Muppets are Kermit, Gonzo, Piggy, uh, the other, the red one. Animal. Who?
0: Animal. Who's Animal? The Muppet.
1: Oh, I really don't know the Muppets. The Muppets fell off. You know who's uh, really having a, a nice run? Uh, the Peanut Gang, yeah. led by Snoopy. People love
0: Snoopy. Big, big, big role in Maestro.
1: Say that again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maestro. Maestro. <laughs>
0: it's also fun calling people Muppets. It is. Uh, yeah, if a, a f- Muppet, it's fucking sick.
1: It is a fun insult, yeah. You well, fucking like- Muppet. I mean, John Wick. Everybody's just he's oh, just yeah. running around killing Muppets. <laughs> Godzilla Muppets would be amazing too. Godzilla minus one is just a city of Muppets. Ugh,
0: that movie was so fucking good. I think that's the best theme of all time. Oh yeah, dude. But also the, oh, the da, da, da 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 the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing that on a repeat all week. I want to fucking fight somebody.
1: That uh third act. I mean, the whole movie was great, but that third act Insane. so inspiring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> had so much going for it yeah yeah
1: dude that crew talk about a four-man fucking crew they see that's why it pisses me off that teddy doesn't come to the movies
0: anymore because i when i see a crew like that well also, i'm like god teddy would love that crew. that's why i hate american godzillas they just miss it and this they were able to do it with what uh, they said 15 million he's like oh, i wish i had that much
1: oh yeah yeah. and it was
0: outstanding no yeah it was beautiful it was beautiful so i feel like americans we try to like understand godzilla it's like, oh, let's sympathize with Godzilla. And in Japan, you're just like, no, let's fucking kill this lizard. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we got to do.
1: Yeah, it was way more in line with the, uh, the original.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think Shin Godzilla did a great job of bringing Godzilla into the 21st century. And, uh, you know... Th- Godzilla minus one is just way more epic, more traditionally epic. But I think both of them really did a good job of just relating them to the modern day because there were a lot of contemporary lessons, especially in Japan right now when there's been this, this rise of let's go back to the good old days. Remember the glory of Imperial Japan? And people are like, yeah, no, we remember the good old days. A lot of fucking people died because of those good old days.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's like an Always Sunny when Frank is talking about something. Those like, were the days. Like a racial divide <laughs> like when he was growing up. It's like, ah, oh, those were the days. Right. It's like, Frank, it sounds like you're... <laughs> <laughs> You're longing for those days. Like, no, I'm just saying, those were the days.
1: It, it's funny. There was a documentary, it was a Ghibli documentary, came out in 2013. And Miyazaki was near the end. He was talking about a resolution for Japan to change the constitution. He put out a statement and said, Leave the constitution alone. And he was talking about this rise in these, you know, the rise of nationalism in Japan. So, you know, 10 years later, to see a movie like Godzilla Minus One to take such a clear stance against right. that no, was like, uh, a awesome to see.
0: It's more than just like, killed the fucking lizard it no but it, it was always, very simple yeah.
1: no it was definitely awesome in the way that it was big destructive yeah, monster let's we. how do we kill it
0: it's like when you try to yeah the, the american godzilla
1: the, they do the conspiracies yeah. and the it's like it's climate change, change. they want to tell
0: you the parallels well yeah, here yeah. maybe they don't outrightly jot down all the parallels like they're there for you to take in but you can also just enjoy it as a epic uh monster movie yes
1: no uh people have been saying i take my kid to see this movie they can't read the subtitles and they love it yeah because it's just giant scary monster guys trying to kill it and and like you said the politics of you know the post-war politics were used
0: in ways that were so clever framing the main character as a kamikaze pilot that's my favorite point everyone's like they double take it's like oh what'd you do no. in a like, kamikaze pilot oh nice kamikaze. wait a minute. <laughs> Something's not adding up here. Uh,
1: whoever wrote that movie definitely watched that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I forgot about that one. Cause, uh, I saw somebody post that on Twitter. They're like Godzilla minus one,
0: twenty
1: twenty three. It's like, yeah, my dad was a kamikaze pilot. Um, I'm-, I'm going to visit him in the hospital now. Like <laughs> David's like <laughs> He might be the funniest fucking person who's ever lived. <laughs> he really
0: is. New curve coming out.
1: Yeah, final season. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, he's getting up there, dude. He's I think he's seventy-seven.
0: That blows my mind. He's been seventy seven since the nineties I know, right?
1: dude. He's he's always looked so good for his age, seventy six. Or bad.
0: He's always looked the same. Yeah, yeah. So he looked bad for his age when now he was he like looks 40, good. 50. Now he looks great.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. Uh this question here from Europe Barra. Did you guys ever get around to playing the Alan Wake games? It's basically Twin Peaks, the video game. No? Sounds interesting. I, the the who now? Oh, okay. It's a survival game. No, I never played that.
0: You've been thinking about Twin Peaks a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, you ask a question about something else that references Twin Peaks. We're just going to talk about <laughs> Twin Peaks.
0: <laughs> I honestly li- I li- I li- I just think about it all the time. It's such a great show.
1: Yeah, I think the return is definitely the... I think it's the best thing that he's done. It will be remembered as his ultimate masterpiece.
0: I watched it again. Um, what was
1: it? What did I watch? So Wikipedia says its pacing and structure, Alan Wake is similar to a thriller television show, with episodes that contain plot twists and cliffhangers.
0: Racerhead. Why the if I think of a racerhead?
1: Jack Nance, see like,
0: There are rumors that David Lynch killed Jack Nance. Why? I just don't know like how he like I feel I'll be, I feel like I'd be very scared if I had his mind. But I feel like he just controls it in a way that's
1: no, I think it's a... Uh, like keeps him sane. It's that meme. I, I forget the who the other artist is, but they like Miyazaki. When you listen to him talk, he's the most miserable piece of shit on planet Earth. Like in that documentary, they asked him, "How did you know that you wanted to marry your wife?" He's like, "I just knew," You're being very standoffish mm-hmm. about it. And then the next sequence, the next scene, he goes on this whole tangent about how his art is futile, that all of, uh, everything he's doing will be forgotten, yeah. that nothing really matters, that the. Uh, the ruling class always perverts our great inventions and creations. So, like, you asked him one personal question and he falls into just a pit of despair. But if you asked David Lynch that, he'd be like, she was a swell woman. <laughs> yeah, She was absolutely... Every
0: th- everything she was wearing the day, the weather out, <laughs> like, where they were.
1: Or, like, the line in Twin Peaks when he's like, that's the type of woman that makes you wish you spoke a little French.
0: <laughs> when
1: he he gets, like... he's another one where his, you know, the material can be so confusing, confounding, and dark, and surrealist. Which is like,
0: I don't know what mind space you have to be in to be like, yeah, I want to make a movie about the horrors of uh, fatherhood. And then, like, you watch Eraserhead, and it's like,
1: uh, what? Yeah, he also said it was inspired by living in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the anxieties of, you know, (sighs) getting older and bringing a life into this world. Like, how can I, how do I, how do I show that?
1: But I also like—I—I I would love to just be able to be a fly on the wall in his very, very private moments, watching his own stuff. I'm like, do you, does he find this funny? Because it's—it's it's clearly meant to be funny at times. Like that whole dinner sequence in a Razorhead is might be the funniest fucking scene of all time,
0: dude. With it the just, dad, ke- yeah, so fucking uncomfortable. It's
1: so uncomfortable, dude. The way the mom is like talking to him and flirting with. Him. <laughs> And she's just like so oblivious to it. Oh no, no, she does get upset, right? The girlfriend?
0: Yeah. Or those little chickens. It really is the best <laughs> I think depictions of dreams. Cause like I feel like when you try to do some Surrealist things or dream like sequences, they don't really match. Like, you know when you wake up from a dream and you're just like, What the fuck? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's there's like nothing like Like Sopranos, I, dream
1: no- sequences. Those aren't that's not how a dream goes. Although they do a better job They kind of kinda it. do, but yeah. like
0: nothing makes sense. But in the moment, everything makes sense and nothing is weird right. until you reflect upon it later. Like I had a dream like a month ago. I was in like a cafeteria, but it was like, wasn't black and white, but it was all gloomy. Like I was outside, but it was a cafeteria. But like I was sitting by myself, but I couldn't really eat. And all my movements were so slow. And like, it was just like the gloomiest, most depressing area ever. And it was more like just a feeling. And but like in the dream, I'm like, this is... This is just normal. This is what my lunch is like. Then when I wake up, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't go back to sleep. Like, that was the scariest dream I ever had in my life.
1: Yeah, no, no, totally. He totally nails that unsettling feeling you get when, like you said, when you reflect on it. His movies, they feel like just real vivid nightmares. But uh, I think a lot of his love for humanity always creeps into his writing, who's also capable of making incredibly surrealist and profound art. He's just a fascinating dude, man. I love that guy. I really miss his weather reports.
0: And if you can believe yeah, can you it, for his yearly rumor that he's making a movie, that just doesn't doesn't happen. Wisteria.
1: Uh, this question here from Giselle is Embiid the best two way player in the world?
0: Well, yeah. Now that Mitch is hurt, it's got to be Embiid. Oh God. Right?
1: The best two way player currently? Yeah, no, definitely. He, he, without a doubt, he makes the most defensive impact. He's arguably the greatest offensive player alive right now. I would still give, I'm still give, giving the edge to Jokic in the Battle of the Bigs. Even though Embiid plays Jokic very well when they match up, but Jokic got it done. And he went on one of the best single greatest runs in playoff history.
0: You want a funny Teddy thing right now?
1: Oh, God. Ted was <laughs> supposed to be here, by the I way, and then he canceled on us. So this, this
0: will be Teddy on here. Um, Teddy's uh, young at one of our other friends supposed to bring my switch to his buddy in the bronx and he never did nash is like you lent him your switch question mark question mark please tell me you did he's like my head is tingling my head is tingling from anger he lends you a fucking switch no problem i had to pay 20 (laughs) dollars for two weeks of an n64 that was collecting dust nah that's just straight up disrespectful man i'm not even kidding
1: that is yo i'm like i want to text teddy right now be like are you fucking dead ass he is charge just,
0: Nash to borrow his n sixty
1: four for two days and just gives our other friend a switch but see that's what's what's weird is that he won't trust he, he the way he places his trust is just like um it's just so personal. it has nothing to do with is Nash trustworthy or not. He just likes fucking with Nash more. <laughs> you know this whole idea like Nash will sell my cartridges
0: It's so fucking funny.
1: He is, um, (laughs) what's crazy is that he's like really dead ass about shit too. You know, he's, I I, I just, fascinating guy. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, This question here from Cade. How does Godzilla minus one rank amongst your favorite Godzilla films?
0: Oh God. Of course, Teddy sends me disgusting thing with bugs. Perfectly sums up Teddy. Someone's like, I think if we ever did a Secret Santa amongst us friends, Ted would be the first one to ask what the budget is. <laughs> funny,
1: funny guy. Uh, For Godzilla movies, I, I think this is the best Godzilla movie since the original. I need to re-watch Shin Godzilla. I think I like uh, Godzilla Minus One more. Right. Shin Godzilla, like I said, they're they're different because it's way more about the bureaucracy uh responding to a natural disaster it's way more related to 21st century issues and as godzilla minus one you know you could also draw some parallels there but it's a bit more traditional back to the basics godzilla's never been scarier dude every time he showed up i when was he like clicks
0: in or clicks out
1: you're talking about the the yeah, tail scales that whole everything about that was just amazing and the impact of godzilla <laughs> they were really following the science here of, but he was also fast <laughs> He's yeah. moving like Thanos, you know. He's just took no prisoners.
0: Once he gets out of the water, though, he goes back to taking his time with things. Yeah. Uh,
1: and somebody was like, oh, How did he stand up in the water? I don't care. Yeah. No, he had a little surfboard he was bouncing on. Yeah. It was <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, you know, the original for me is always going to be the best one. It's a five out of five set off a franchise that has released nearly forty fucking movies. And that's a fascinating thing with Godzilla's humanity. We're fascinated with destruction and the end of the world. And he's the best metaphor for that because he's just a giant atomic breath breathing lizard. He's just the coolest uh metaphor for our obsession with the end of the world. So that's why he just keeps sticking around. And that fucking loser Kong can't even get a spin-off. Meanwhile GZ's got Yeah three franchises.
0: I, I think An i might have i might have been like a kong but like <laughs> i think if you're, yeah, a, you're kong, a big kong guy you know. But i think that was he, he can't touch him <laughs> i think it's like obviously oppenheimer i think even watching it again and again like i think it is a perfect movie the more i watch it and sit on it and it's gonna be my number one probably for the end of the year i think godzilla minus one might just be a perfect movie too. <laughs> it's hard to compare the two. Um, well, they're but, and uh, they're, yeah, dealing no, they're dealing with very similar themes. Yeah, yeah. the fall um, out of the nuclear age. Right, but um, in a way,
1: they do really work as like a, a nice as little a, double, yeah, feature, double all, feature alternate history. Yeah, the Americans they didn't care about the the response.
0: Uh, but I think uh, I left Godzilla minus one. Like, yeah, this is this is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, that's a great movie. Right now, it's in my top five. Uh, we'll see where it ends all right we'll take a few more questions here oh the good one here from allison with the crown and stranger things coming to an end is netflix's run over <laughs> in my mind i wanted to say is netflix's mickey mouse run over no i think netflix is just here to stay for a, a long long time obviously they're going to need to fill in the spaces that those shows are going to leave behind stranger things is their biggest hit the crown i imagine is right after that right in terms of the numbers and ratings
0: yeah, I think yeah. They'll, no, so
1: uh, no, the Netflix is they'll be fine. Yeah, Warner Brothers is the one are, to look at.
0: The like fact they've been doing better with movies as far as like some of them being up for Oscars and whatnot. I feel like this was kind of a down year, right? Yeah, I guess. Like my show was what they w- thought it was supposed to be. No, May December, I guess.
1: May December, yeah. I think Julianne Moore is going to be nominated. She should be.
0: Met- Meton, and, right? yeah, Melton, yeah, Melton. Yeah,
1: he's probably he he's looking like the favorite at
0: this point over uh that was a wild movie man
1: that movie was the whole debate over whether it was a comedy or not i didn't laugh once oh that's the thing i laughed the entire time (laughs) but see i think that's the difference between watching it in a theater and watching it uh by yourself and that's why the communal experience is always better because it played at uh new york and it's based on a book so there were people that were anticipating the funny lines like um I don't think we have enough hot dogs and then it cuts and there's like 30 hot dogs on the barbecue (laughs) or all the dramatic, like uh, whenever something happened, the dun dun (laughs) Uh, yeah, or the zoom ins, you know, it's, and it's definitely dealing with something that's a, you know, very serious topic. There are moments
0: that are really fucked up and uh, I didn't really catch on and like to what was happening. I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, it's just a weird age gap. I didn't know what was coming in. Like, I didn't know the story coming into it, what it was based on. Like, once they, like, realize that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Or, like, it does make sense. Because I think, like, there's such a great job of acting because through his performance, like, you can tell, like, a stunted, like, it was a stunted person. Right. Like, like it was quite chilling and all, like, just uncomfortable.
1: Like, when uh, Natalie Portman's looking at casting for the younger, she's like, none of these kids are sexy
0: enough. I I was like, I gasped.
1: (laughs) And when uh, she's on the phone with, like, her boyfriend or husband. Yeah she's like, getting a call, gotta go. (laughs)
0: That was funny.
1: (laughs) I thought she was so funny throughout that movie. (laughs) we've Uh, all
0: been there, and it just sucks to be like, yeah, it probably happens so many times. Someone's like, yeah, let me call you back. (laughs) Like like that person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, and then the the actual, well, I love the, you know, for people who haven't watched it, I don't want to get into spoilers, but the idea of what's more fucked up, you know, the act or exploiting the
0: act. Mm. I was thinking about Natalie Portman, too as i do most days but um just like her career and stuff I don't, think, I don't think she gets put up there like i think she's there as a name but i don't think she gets put up there in terms of like one of the generation's best actresses would you put her up there i think so when you look at some like some of her work and her performances
1: good filmography yeah very good she's had some misses there sure i thought that may december was maybe the best she's ever been she was very good in that. yeah and I think sometimes, uh, I remember the guys at Red Letter Media said this about her performance in Annihilation, that she just comes off t- too cold at times. Like, she's really not with it, you know, with the, she, she's not as present as the other members of the cast. And I think that not, you know, not everybody has to be Meryl Streep. Natalie Portman is a big, big A-list star. Everybody knows her. Sometimes, you know, that's that's what it is. Not everybody, you know, with actors, we always try to... So much easier with sports. You know, the top guys, the numbers say, you know, over a certain period of time, like, you, nobody's going to argue whether or not Kevin Durant's good at basketball. Yeah. But there are huge stars in show business. You know, that's the nature of it because it's all subjective. Uh, yeah, it is that weird. That they're just not great, but they're super, super popular and famous.
0: Even people like Leo. I mean, you can find someone who thinks and argues that he's one of the best actors of the generation. You can talk to someone else and be like, I think he kind of sucks. Charles Melton, perfect example of why it's it's so stupid to compare
1: performances because that's a performance that almost benefits you not having that sort of experience or maybe the sort of traditional training right that you can take somebody who, you know, not to say he's a non-actor, but a non-actor would have been great in that role too. And directors have done that in the past, what? some successfully, not Dude, some, not so much. Look at the
0: holdovers. He just got the job because he was at the school that they were filming at. He ended up being the best person to the job because yeah, he was fucking going
1: toe to toe with PG for a first time actor. That's one of the best performances ever. But you can
0: also say it lends kind of that childhood, you know, type. He looked like a kid in the seventies, yeah, but also just like kind of that, like a classically trained actor portraying this kind of punk kid, you know. Right, Maybe right. just doesn't have the, it's not the right fit.
1: No, yeah, no, definitely. And once going back to that initial point, mm. uh, the initial point I was making, it's it's so stupid to compare them, because you just you know different performances warrant different types of things. What did you say, Riverdale was his Juilliard? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That whole meme about how often do you think about the Roman Empire? It's is, so
0: fucking true. It is so true.
1: <laughs> We've all men have just been fully seen by this uh this trend.
0: Cause like even with like uh, like watching Gladiator, yeah, <laughs> I'm like oh this shit's interesting, man. I know. Like, wait, he's Spanish, but in the Roman Empire, how, how far did this thing go? <laughs> well, where did it stop?
1: I sent Teddy a, a map of <laughs> it was the Roman Empire at it, at its peak, and he goes, "Man, how did we fuck this <laughs> up?" <laughs> no, no, he goes, "Man, how did we lose all that?"
0: <laughs> we <laughs> whatever happened to the Romans? You're looking at You're him. You're looking at him.
1: All right, guys, that does it for this episode of the Nerds Who Podcast. Happy holidays for everybody who's celebrating. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Aaron, I hope you had a happy Hanukkah and a happy Christmas. Well, that no, that's how they say it in England. Yeah. Merry Christmas. And, uh, of course, there are other holidays, too. So whoever's celebrating, I hope it's happy, peaceful, got your hot chocolate.
0: Every year I feel so guilty when I use my Hanukkah gift cards to buy other people Christmas presents. But it's so clutch. Well, that's uh,
1: the the celebrating these things as an adult is just all so transactional. Yeah, you just transferring just a, money.
0: Yeah, we're doing like a Secret Santa on my family this year. That's the way to do it, though. But it's like, yeah, nice just, little budget. Yeah, it's cool, but it's like I'm just gonna give you the same value. Like, yeah, I know. Because now I'm, I'm trying to reach a number here. It's better when you have kids. It's like I'll be I'm cool. With like a the price of the gift doesn't matter. It's like what I can you use it for or how you know if it's something that means something. When you're trying to reach a number. Unless you do multiple things that add up to that amount, just make it even. But now it's just like, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna get you like AirPods because that's gonna eat up a lot of my the sum I have to reach. No thought came into that. I just went on Target. Right, right, yeah. Pick up water.
1: No, it's better Secret Santa with like a forty dollar budget. So you got to get creative. Just give them forty bucks.
0: <laughs> forty dollars, <popcorn>. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: guys, that does it. Thank you. Um, and uh, we will be back. Our next podcast is probably going to be our best movies of the year so everybody watch your movies and then we're going to tell you which ones the
0: uh, which ones are good and bad the ones we like and you're dumb if you don't like them wow that was probably our best review yet hey guys Aaron the Nerd Soup Monkey here with a brief shameless plug before we end the video do you ever feel like you don't have an adequate amount of nerd soup in your life, like you're going to bed hungry and yearning for the nonsensical yet entertaining nutrients our podcast provide? Well, we've come up with the perfect solution: the Nerd Soup Fan Question Podcast, exclusively available to our Patreon supporters. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com/nerdsoup, and for the price of only one dollar per month, you'll receive exclusive access to our weekly podcast where we answer your questions that don't make it to the main show. And while you're there, you can check out the other rewards we offer to our patrons, like stickers, mugs, t-shirts, behind-the-scenes footage, and appearing in the credits at the end of our videos. And that's exactly what we're gonna do right now. Roll the names of the nerds who make NerdSoup possible, the reason why the crypto crash didn't send our lives spiraling down a black hole of no return. Alright, I'll stop talking so you can listen to this jazzy-ass music while checking if Bo spelt your name wrong in the credits.